This is the Confident Collective Podcast with your hosts, Christina Zias and Rayanne Langis, two plus-size models and body activists here to get real and candid about living your most confident life. Get ready for powerful conversations that will leave you laughing, motivated, and inspired. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Confident Collective Podcast. Christina here. And Rayanne here. Do you think we'd get sick of doing the same thing every time? No. No. Welcome back. Let us know. Are you, are you sick of us? I <laughs> like, what not. else are we going to say? I think we're good. I think we're good, too. We're glad you're here. We're glad you're here. Honestly, we really are. I, um, all of you who listen, we just appreciate it so much. Honestly, I don't think you realize how much we fucking appreciate it. Like, seeing you share our episode, reading your reviews yeah. on it, getting your DMs, following up about an episode, like make our fucking day. So thank you so much for your support. This like, is our 51st episode. Holy I shit. I was going to make a big deal about the 50th, but I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> this is our 51st episode. Oh my gosh. You know what makes me the happiest when I get messages being like, hey, I just started listening to the podcast and I binged every single episode. That like makes, makes me, me so, so happy. happy. So you guys, thank you. A little love for you. Thank you again for your support. And please continue sharing the podcast. Tell your friends about it. Review us. You know, all, all, all the things. All of the things. All right. Let's get into what we're obsessed with. Shall we? Yeah. Okay. Right. Let me hear (laughs) you. You have this like sly, like laugh. I need to know what you're, what you're obsessed with. Okay. So I basically have written down, like, as I'm trying, I sound psycho. No, this isn't psycho. This is this is smart, working smarter, not harder. So basically I have a list of things that I am looking for in a partner. I think it's really good to get clear on that. And like, I've definitely been like hot girl summer. I wasn't really trying to like find anything. Like I have been enjoying just like dating multiple people, but now I, I am starting to get a bit of an urge to be like more comfortable with someone. Okay. Like getting to the point of comfortability. So I sat down and like made a list of like all the things that I want in this person. <laughs> Let me hear it. No, I'm not going to read that. What? This is prepping for what I'm obsessed with. Okay, like some of the things are he has to make as much money or more than me. Okay. He has to really love to cook. Okay. Because I just have to accept the fact that's not going to be me. Okay. And that actually caused a lot of fights in my old relationship because I hate, I just don't like it. Like, I want a man who want to get dirty in the kitchen. Not, well, you know, with me maybe. But like, I want him to be like, oh, I'm making this thing maybe. Like, yeah. that. That's what I need. I want him to enjoy it. Like, honestly, if I had a stay-at-home husband, like, I would be thrilled. A uh, stay-at-home husband that cooks and makes as much money as you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. He could be an entrepreneur. <laughs> so another thing is I think I want him to be entrepreneurial. Okay. Because you know how you always want to go on vacation all the time? Yeah. I want my husband have that to have that flexibility where I could be like, Steve and Christina and me and... You know, Nico and my guy, we're going to go live in Italy for a month Dude, and that, work remotely please. We're record the podcast. I don't know what our husbands are doing. Fuck, let's manifest that shit. I know. Okay. I mean, to this day, this is a whole other topic. But if you told me Steve was in the mob, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah, I know you think that. Sure. You think that. I love that. So anyway, the secret. Not saying. The secret. Oh, you guys are mysterious. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is the really bad prep for this story. There's this guy on TikTok. Okay. Who he went, goes viral for these cooking videos. He has a toothpick in his mouth. His name is Brad the Boxer. He has a toothpick in his mouth. He's like really ripped into fitness, like um, 
and he does all these cooking videos. And I like commented on his video. I was like, I've never wanted to be a toothpick so bad in my life. <laughs> and he liked my comment and now follows me back. Ooh. And I'm just like, do I do I slide into the DMs? Wait, do you see him? Yeah, die. I He's cute, right huh? Away. But you should see his cooking videos. Like he is like, I should just, he is. Yeah, he's cute. He's definitely, he's so not someone who I feel like you would normally like. Really? I don't think I know your type at all, honestly. Well, I think it changes I every day. because I don't have a physical type. Yeah. Like look yeah, at he's hot. He's sexy. Look at him whipping up like these chopping the, look at him chop these onions. Look at that toothpick in his mouth. Oh, okay, well, first my of all, God. toothpicks like in men's mouth gross me the fuck out. Oh, really? But he's like, cute. He's cute. Anyway, my comment got some major, major attention. You know Ooh, what I mean? So people were like, people were loving the comment. They were like, well, some people were like, <laughs> women aren't funny. I'm like, I am. But <laughs> most of the people, like, my comment is getting more engagement than some of my videos on TikTok. Wait, I need to see the comment engagement oh, i don't wait know okay so he it. started following you i think you would 100 percent should slide into the dms and i'm kind of annoyed that how long have you waited because i feel like you should have already but done think it he did, i mean i think we just i think i just need to have a flirty because where does he even live florida he's a personal he's a personal chef in florida in florida yeah i already it could be I a bad coast a couple. how did you figure that out instagram baby instagram um i think you should 100 percent slide into his dm and say something flirty okay i'd be like our first night together what are you cooking me <laughs> okay i will say something like that maybe you should do it right should now. i send it right now yeah don't even think about it do i do it on tiktok or instagram he doesn't he follow fo- me on instagram do it on tiktok then okay we're doing this all right, you just type it, Christina. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Okay. Oh my God. What should I say? Should I just be like, it's our first night together. What are you cooking me? What do you want to say? You used to be something flirty, something silly. Not that what? What's the goal here? Because you tell me. <laughs> yeah, okay. Let's just, let's just do it for the sake of the podcast. Okay. Honestly, Christina, you just take the reins here and you go. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to think I'm a creep or will guys be into this? I don't it's know. It's our first night together. What are you cooking me? Is that grammatically correct? It's our first, it's our first night together. What are you cooking me? What cooking are you cooking? What are you cooking for me? <laughs> He's like nothing, bitch. <laughs> You're illiterate. <laughs> <laughs> what are you cooking? <laughs> okay wait is this too much i think we should just do it fucking who cares right who cares what have i got to lose it's our first night together what are you cooking for me do you want a little moment wait should i be like what's his name brad dot 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 it's our first night together okay it's our first night together what are you cooking for me brad I feel like if you add his name in there, it's a little bit more flirty. That's what I was going to say. Or do you say Brad at the beginning? Brad. It's our first night together. Mm, I feel like it's more serious. It's our first night together. What are you cooking for me, Brad? <laughs> I don't know. Just send it. Okay. Send. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I cannot wait for this fucking follow I'm sweating. All right. We'll just leave that open. Okay. So that if anything else, well, no, we'll just, if it, we'll check back. We'll check back. Okay, I'm so excited. So he was my obsession this week. Um, 
And now we slid into the DMs. Oh, thank God. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to see the story. Well, it's interesting because my obsession's about TikTok too, or someone on it. Oh, okay, do tell. Okay, mine's about Addison Ray. Yes. So, Love you know, topic. she um, just came out with the movie, He's, He's All, all that. that. Did you watch it? Of course I did. Okay, me too. What'd you think of it? Well, first of all, I was at my sister's bachelorette party and we somehow came up. I was like, oh yeah, it comes out tonight in the midnight. And all these girls who are like five years younger than me are like, bitch, <laughs> you know, like they were like laughing at me, but I keep up with all that stuff. Okay. I mean, I thought it was a cute movie. Was it a great movie? No. She it was best. cute. It was cute. Okay. So this is my obsession with it is that I feel like people get so mad by her success. They do. Like I was just watching um, this guy's Instagram stories who I'm like friendly with and he's an actor and he was like so pissed about her and her acting abilities and like, and I just feel like people really love to hate her. And I, I think that it's just like a thing in general. I think that people see like a young, beautiful, successful woman and they just fucking love to hate like and bring people down and like I don't understand like what what's the hate about you know what I mean yeah she's fucking what like 20 years old she's like 19 years I don't know she's like 19 or 20 she's literally became super 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 famous in like the past year on TikTok obviously people think that like she's is famous for no reason and doing nothing, but this girl's uh, hustling, right? Like she's working hard. Yeah. And I just don't understand what all the hate is about. And I, I, my only thing is that people are fucking jealous. I kind of agree with you. I don't know why, like, it's like crazy. And I get, I think that a lot of people, and this is one that I agree on creators like Charlie and Addison ha- use dances by a lot of black creators who do not get the credit that they deserve. Mm -hmm. Does she have more success because she is white? Probably. There's no denying that, but she like when people say she doesn't have talent, I'm like, did you see her Jimmy Fallon performance? Like no one not everyone can fucking do that. Like I didn't see it. It was fucking good. It was, I thought she was really good. And also I just don't get this like hate. Like obviously if people think she's not working hard, I just disagree. I think she is working hard. Um, and like, I think she is kind of like, you think back of like these young Hollywood stars, she's kind of doing it in the modern way. 100%. Like because she's using social media to her advantage to grow and now she's having these, that's just like, I think the modern way. And because she's kind of like one of the first people don't like that. People don't like that change. People don't like that. So definitely. mm, I also think that maybe it's her or her association with the Kardashians too. Like, I think that's kind of something about, about it. Like, cause I feel like she doesn't get the same hate as like Charlie and Dixie do. Or she gets more hate. I think she gets more hate. I think she gets more hate than Charlie and Dixie, but Charlie and Dixie are more flying under the rate. But no, but like but, Dixie has a whole record deal and literally, and they have, I'm sorry. And Dix, the, yeah. Yeah. She, and the, yeah. And the D'Amelio's have their own TV show on now on, on Hulu. Hulu. Will I watch it? Absolutely. Oh, I see. I'm not that invested in them, but maybe I will. Maybe I will. Gotta stay. You gotta stay in the know. Gotta stay in the know. But I do just think that people hate it. And I don't like, I understand how, if I were a creator who created one of, a choreography that was then made super popular by Addison or Charlie and I didn't get any credit for it, I'd be super bummed. But the thing is, TikTok, the entire fucking app is based off of copying each other. Mm-hmm. Literally. Like, so I don't understand. I think that people... Honestly, I just think it comes down to jealousy and people wanting that same level of success and not having it. Mm-hmm. That's just my ruthless yeah. opinion. People, and it's weird to me too that like grown adults 
yes are like attacking these like teenagers mm. i'm like what <laughs> it's actually really interesting that brings me to another point and i saw another creator talking about it and i can't remember who or where but pretty much they said like you know when you're in high school and you hear moms talking about high school girls like why are grown yeah. women passing judgment on like kids yeah it's fucked up it's so fucked up it's fucked up it's like oh becky seems a little slutty you know what i mean like you don't know <gasps> anything about fucking Becky. Like, yeah, chill they out, Diane. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> anyways, God. anyways, that's what I'm obsessed with. I'm obsessed with people not hating on each other for no reason. Yes. Without knowing each other. Without yes. knowing what goes on. And I do think that maybe I come a little defensive from like a creator standpoint because I do really think that people see influencers just as a whole and think that they don't work. Mm-hmm. and have no idea how much work actually goes into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, like, Addison is on a whole other fucking level. Like, she has a brand in Sephora right now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? She just did a movie. Like, there, there's just so much work that goes on. So I will say, I see a lot of videos on my timeline that are like, oh, me, like, slaving away at my nine to five while Addison is, like, making <laughs> millions by, like, scrunching her nose and doing a dance. I think we have to say she has white privilege. She has pretty privilege 100%. That goes without saying, but it's like, like, yeah, I guess I need to like rethink this, but I do think that like, I have, we have opportunities because we are like, even in the midsize fashion world, like more palatable than like a brand wants like a curve. If they're using curve models, they use like a size 12. You know what I mean? This is a whole other conversation. We could do a whole other episode. We could do a whole other episode, but I do think that she has been really smart in her career. I mean, Chris Jenner's probably freaking, I bet, I bet Chris Jenner's involved in her career. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think, I, I mean, Chris Jenner, I think is involved in everything. She is. Um, she knows everything. Everything. Um, honestly though, talk about a smart businesswoman. I'm obsessed with her too. Yeah. Um, okay. Should we get into today's, today's episode is going to be our uh, ask away with Ray and Kay and death advice column. Yeah. yeah part two. Part two. We've done another one of these and you guys seem to love it. So we decided to do another one. Yeah. Um, you can go back and look at our other, um, listen to our other advice column as well, but let's get into today's. All right. Hey, want to take it away, Ray? I really, really do. I had all my screenshots saved. Okay. <laughs> Me too. I'm trying to find all mine. Oh my gosh. All right. Please help my boyfriend. 31 is a total mama's boy, and it's slowly driving me nuts after two and a half years together. For starters, he lives seven minutes away from his family, but still feels the need to sleep over every Friday night at his parents while also spending most of Saturday and Sunday with them. I only get to see him one evening through the week and I'll stay at his place Saturday night. His mom constantly calls when we're together and we'll have a 30 minute combo together, despite me just sitting there waiting for them to finish. His mom even flat out told me she felt like I was a threat to their relationship and thought I was stealing him away from her and the rest of the family. She even cleans his condo weekly and his closet. I've tried raising (laughs) my concerns to my BF in a respectful way, but it hasn't changed anything. Any advice on how I can help him create some space? I'm worried his mom will never back off and let her son create a life with me. He sounds like a Greek man. Oh my God. Oh, this would drive me nuts too. I got to say that is bad. Uh, why do you need to be talking to the, on the phone to your mom every day? If you see her Friday, all day Friday and Saturday, 
What do you? Well, okay, you talk to your I parents talk to my a parents lot. a lot, but my brother doesn't. Not the same way. Because doesn't your brother? He lives. With he them. lives with them. Yeah. And he just. Oh. I, I can't even imagine him ever having like a thirty-minute conversation with them personally. He would call to check in. You know what I mean? I will say you got to have a conversation as you're. I don't know how serious. Two and a half. Oh wait. You've been dating this man for two and a half years. Okay. Yeah. You need to have you a conversation. You need to have a conversation. Yeah. You need to set some boundaries. 100%. Because it's only going to get worse. Yes. If you see a future with this man and you have to put responsibility on him, it's, it's on him to set those boundaries and like not take a conversation. If he's spending quality time with you, I'm sorry. I don't think he should be on the phone to his mom. No. Especially if he just slept over there the night before. Yeah. That's crazy. What? Yeah, that is that is wild. And he's what, 31 years old? 31. And his mom is still cleaning his house. Yeah. That That, oh honestly makes me. I mean, I don't think the house thing bothers me as much. I think it's because it's like, oh, your mom's close by. She's like coming over to help. I don't know. I guess that's kind of weird, huh? (laughs) That's kind of weird. But um I I I could be like, oh mom, I'm gonna hire a cleaning lady. She'd be like, oh, I'll just come do it. Like, you know what I mean? I don't think like that's as big of a deal, but okay. I, I do think the overall situation's a problem and it's yeah. only, only going to get harder. And you really absolutely need to have that conversation. And I don't think it's like, if, and- if your mother, if she's going to become your mother-in-law and she's trying to, and she's worried about you replacing her, that's a huge concern. And the fact that the, the sentence that made me actually the most concerned is the stealing him away. Yes. She okay. should be very happy that her son is um found someone who he loves and loves him like that that's some like therapy level stuff i think that you should have a conversation with him um and see how he handles it and i think it needs to be like you need you need to be like i want to get to i want to have dinner with you this friday night you know what I mean? Like, I think it needs to be like something like you almost like have to pull him away a little bit personally. Be like, hey, I want to be able to do something. Like, can we like hang out Friday and Saturday night? Like, well, I think, or, or is he inviting you to dinner at least? Like, is he including you in in the family life? If like his family gets dinner together every single Friday night, are you included in that? Hmm. Yeah. I think you need to either include yourself or try and pull him away a little bit because I think it's only going to get harder. And you need to, if you see a future with him, he needs to know and your future mother-in-law needs to know that you're the main woman in his life. I honestly think it's not even really about pulling him away. It's about having a conversation about how he is a grown man and needs to set some boundaries for the sake of his relationship. If he sees a future with you and he cares about you, you guys need to have a conversation about setting boundaries with his mom. Yeah, but I feel like it's easier to say that. Do you know what I mean? You need to set boundaries with your mom. Okay, you're right. I do. Like, well, I need like to say, what? F- like, for, for example, example, like, I want you to have dinner with me on a Friday night or like, I would like to be included in your family dinner or when we're spending quality time together. You can't answer your mom's phone call. Right. Just tell her that, hey, I'm with Brianna or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like that's, that's tough. tough. And I think this is just something that like this is going to be something that you have to work on in your relationship because she's not she's not going to change. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yikes. Yikes. Girl, I feel you. Please, but I like, think let you us need know to, how that need goes. To have, I, I will just say, you need to have a conversation and start setting boundaries with specific examples and start small and start with specific things. Like, hey, when I'm spending time with you and you spend 30 minutes talking on the phone to your mom, this is how it makes me feel. Do you think you could 
when we are spending time together, be able to focus just on us and our time together since you see your mom at your sleepovers. <laughs> that is weird That is me. weird that he sleeps over. I, I, I say this in a nice way, but the mom sounds a bit cuckoo for yeah. Cocoa Puffs, if you ask me. Honestly, that's a bit weird. If he, if he lives seven minutes away and is having sleepovers at his parents' house every single Friday night, that's fucking a little weird. Sorry. Uh, okay. Uh, we got a couple questions like this, so I'm going to read two of them, and then we'll talk about, about them all. How to handle grieving friends you found out are fake as fuck. I have a whole group of them. Another one. After living with my best friends for half a year, I realized they don't really care about me. We still have six months to go on our lease and I don't know what to do. Part of me still wishes our friendship could be what it, what it was because when it's good, it's really good. But the other part of me doesn't want them in my life in order for my mental health. Any advice? Thank you. Oh, I hate like friendship issues because it's always so emotional for me. But I do think that friendships sometimes run their course and that is okay. And, um, and I think that you can still for the first person who like lives with her friends, right? I don't think that you necessarily like need to move out or whatever, but maybe you start distancing yourself and finding some new friends. Like you could still like live with people and hang out with them and still have a good time, but realize that they might not be in your life forever. Mm Mm-hmm. What was the second one? She asked how to like, how to do it. It's pretty much like how to let go of friendships. It's pretty much how to let go of friendships. Yeah. This is so hard. Mm -hmm. This is really, really hard because sometimes I feel like it's easy when you can kind of let it fizzle out. Mm -hmm. Maybe you don't live in the same place. Right. But if it's like really like there, maybe it's a toxic situation and you're still very much involved. I think the hardest thing is having that conversation because you kind of do have to like have a friendship breakup. Definitely. I think you need to, I've had to let go of a few friends. And one thing that I regret that I didn't do is having the initial conversation of saying, this is how I'm feeling. Like this is what's bothering me. And giving them a chance to hear that. And then also maybe change. Right. If they don't, then you can be like, I have told you this, this honestly friendship isn't really serving me anymore and have to basically have a friendship breakup. 100%. I think the one thing that I have learned in my friendship issues is that is being receptive as well. As I feel like a lot of times, like you think about the things that are bothering you, but we don't maybe necessarily think about like any things that you could be doing wrong. Like, right. but there's normally two people at fault. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, and there's two sides to every story. So I think that having that communication is really important. And you almost need to look at your friendships as if they were like romantic relationships and handle them and communicate the way you would with a partner if you want it to last or if you need to break it off at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard. But honestly, if you know in your gut that it's not right, you got to listen to that. Yeah. And definitely remind yourself that like you could always make more friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Different stages in our lives come with different friends in our lives. Okay. This is another one where we got two kind of similar questions. So, um, but they're kind of the, the gist. Um, so what do you do when your best friend goes to you after getting a boyfriend backstory? Me and this girl were close, did everything together when she was with her ex wine nights, sleepovers, coffees every day of the week. Then she breaks it off with the ex and starts talking to a new guy that same day. It's been 40-ish days since they started talking and I've seen her twice. I don't want to sing clingy, but my feelings are hurt. She says it's normal and I shouldn't be upset. Now I'm feeling crazy. Send help. 
Um, well, I don't think you're crazy. I think that it's natural. I think number one, this is a stretch in a friendship when one of you gets in, maybe you get married, maybe you have a new boyfriend, like in this situation, like that's going to change the dynamic of the friendship. You can't expect it to be exactly how it was, but if they have literally dropped you and are not reaching out or canceling plans, or you're always the one initiating, then that is, a that's frustrating. Yeah. And that's really annoying. Yeah. So you're not crazy. Yeah, definitely not crazy. And I think that, um, instead of like, I think you just need to try again to make time for just the two of you. Like maybe it doesn't need to be like you, maybe you're, they're not inviting you. So like every time they're hanging out, like that's okay too. They're, they're on like this new honeymoon phase, right? Getting to know each other. They're probably so excited about their relationship. Um, I bet if you were hanging out with her friend and her ex and when she was with her ex, she probably was like kind of over the relationship, like, or super, super comfortable in it where she felt like she didn't need to spend all that time with him. So I think that give her the time to enjoy this new relationship and start it, continue to make effort, um, but also like seek new friendships. You know what I mean? Like, I think that there's a lot of pressure that we put on new people and relationships are going to change no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, but that does suck and you're not crazy. Yeah. And I do think that's just like, I think as you have more relationships and maturity, like you realize that you need to make time for your friendships mm-hmm. and also relationships, but it's definitely like that honeymoon phase. It's like, uh, I've been guilty of it. We've all been guilty of it, but it's still shitty. Um, and I think that if it continues just having a conversation with her about it, um, and also, yeah, not waiting around, invite other friends, do other things. It sucks that your relationship dynamic has to change, but I feel like all friendships kind of go through this. Definitely. Okay, here's another one. I'm planning a destination wedding and I feel like it puts a lot of pressure on my friends and family. It is our dream and I want to be and I want it to be something we will remember forever, but I'm also feeling guilty because of people's financial situations and COVID. What do I do? Weddings are so tough. I have a lot of mixed feelings on this because I think that I well, one, I was kind of in the same boat as you where we wanted to plan a destination wedding or we wanted to have a wedding in Los Angeles where we live, Steve and I, but all of our friends and family lived in New Jersey or New York. Um, so everyone, it would be a destination for everyone else. Mm-hmm. We ended up having a wedding in New Jersey and I kind of sacrificed this vision of like this outdoor California wedding that I wanted. Um, and I ended up having like this incredible, gorgeous wedding and I love it so much. It was like perfect for us, but I made that decision because I also was feeling guilty. And for me, what I realized is that if I were to have this destination wedding, a lot of people would come, but a lot of people wouldn't be able to come. So for me, it was more important that I had more of the people I wanted there. So I kind of like sacrificed, I guess. So having more people there was more important than the the destination. Than the destination for me. Mm -hmm. So I think that for you, you need to figure out what's most important for you and not take it too personally. Like if people can't come. Yeah. That's what it is. Like you have to know if you're planning a destination wedding, that's truly what you really want to do. And that will make your wedding so special and something you'll remember forever then do what you want to do. But if people can't come, then you can't be, then you can't take it too personally and be so hurt about it. 
Um, so I think it just really depends like what's more important to you. Um, but know that no matter what your wedding's going to be amazing. And so special and memorable, like no matter where it is, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts, Ray? It's hard. Cause I've never really had to think about that at all. Um, I think that, yeah, I just haven't really ever thought about this situation. I do think that like my little sister, for example, is getting married in Breckenridge and it's like, they live in, they live in North Carolina now. My family, most of them is in Denver. Their friends are all over the country and his family is in Arizona. So it's like, if they had it where they live, everyone would have to travel. If they have in Colorado, only half the people would have to travel as far. Like it was like, in it, with weddings, like there's, it's never going to be an ideal situation for everybody. Totally. Um, so it is really hard, but I think that like, sometimes that's why I get like annoyed at the wed- whole wedding thing. Cause it does put stress on people. It does, but mm-hmm. it's a fun time that everyone gets to come together and rarely do we have chances to come together. So it's like, I do think though, people really look forward to it. They're coming together to celebrate you. And it's really rare that we have times like sometimes weddings are the only time you see people in like five, 10 years. 100%. So it's honestly like a gift to them as well. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah. Like it is, it's really special. So, but if people can't make it, just don't take it personally. Like I yeah. had to say no to my first couple weddings this year. And like, these are the first weddings I had to say no to. And I'm like so bummed about it, but I just can't travel yeah. more with Nicholas. And it's like, just become really, really complicated for us. And that fucking sucks. But um, it's hard. It's hard. All right, this one will be more for you, Christina. Lull in sex life and intimacy after having a baby. Any tips on how we find each other again? Okay. Well, one, I think you should definitely listen to the intimacy style episode um, that I did because I think she gives a lot of great advice. We'll link that one in the show notes. But okay, so. This like might be too much information, but when I was pregnant, I was literally never wanted to have sex more. <laughs> like I, Why are you telling me this? my sex drive was insane while I was pregnant. And then after I had the baby, it was like, I did not have as much of a sex drive. And I feel like I had to work to get it back and like work to be intimate in a way. And I think that, um, I, I think that you almost like, you just need to start being intimate. Do you know what I mean? I think it's like easier. Like if you're in a lull to like not have sex or like not want to be intimate and it's like, Oh, just another day or another week or whatever. But if you like put it in your agenda, you're like, no, I want to have sex with my partner. Like the intimacy is important to me. Then you just need to start doing it. So you could either like plan a fun date night and go from there or literally be like, Hey, I think we should take a shower together. It's a good way to be intimate, Mm -hmm. gets things going every single time. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that you honestly just need to like make that effort and and like have a conversation. I don't know why. I mean, I do know why, because it can be awkward and like intimidating, but like talking about sex in your relationship is actually really important and healthy. And I think that for a very long time, that was like something I was always nervous to do. But I think communicating with your partner about sex is like one of the best things that you guys can do. So if you're feeling like you're having a lull in your sex life, guaranteed your partner's feeling that too. Was there anything you had to get over after like insecurity with your body or just feeling like exhausted or like what were the things that maybe held were, were held you back? Or was it just like you honestly didn't have a sex drive? Like I think it's, I honestly didn't have a sex drive. Mm-hmm. I think that's like all 
hormonal hormones. Yeah, like out of your control. Almost. Like, cause the amount of sex drive I had while I was pregnant was like not normal either. Like, I've never had such a like a sex drive like that. Like, <laughs> Steve's like, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. I'm tired of this well, grandpa. <laughs> yeah, you know, Wait, that's a funny TikTok sound you and Steve. I know do. that is funny. We should do that. Um, so I just. So I think that's part of it. And then also you are so fucking exhausted. I'm sorry, but like when you just have a baby and you're waking up to like feed them every two or three hours, the last thing on your mind is sex. Yeah. I'm like, I was super lucky where like I had a very easy recovery physically. Um, But if you had like a lot of tearing or you had a C-section and you're like recovering from that too, like, yeah, it's really, really tough. So I think that... um, it took a little bit to get that drive back and to have those conversations with each other. Um, but I think, well, it sounds like the main thing here is this is very normal. Yeah. So it's like, it's don't beat yourself up. If you're having a lull, like that's very normal. This is like, you just literally had a baby, a baby out of your vagina. Yeah. Like you just went through a lot, like give yourself some time. And I think that like, as long as you're open and have these conversations and are both like working to get back to that and not just being like, well, we just don't have sex anymore. I think that's the issue though. Cause I feel like that's what people say. Yeah. It's just like, if, if you're not having sex, then it becomes easier and easier not to have sex. When it's like, we need to have, and, and sometimes it does suck that you have to have these conversations cause it kind of doesn't feel sexy. It doesn't feel right. like a podcast I would recommend, which I love is sex with Emily. She talks so there's so many episodes. I'm sure she has an episode on this, but it, it feels like it's not sexy, but like you both have to actively be working to have a healthy sex life. Definitely. Cause all the movies and everything just makes it seem like spontaneous spont- sex is not, is not the norm. No, is not the norm. Like a lot of people like put it in their calendar, yes. right? Yes. <sighs> Damn. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. But you're not alone. You're in good company. You're up next. KK. Okay. How do you get, how do you not get frustrated about working out, eating right, but not losing weight? Okay. I think this is a really important conversation to have because I feel there's like a lot of different things here. That is frustrating. If your goal is to lose weight and you feel like you're working out and eating well to lose weight and you're not losing weight, that's frustrating. I don't think there's yeah. any, and that's your goal. That's fucking frustrating. Yeah. I feel you on that. There was like a, a point in time where I was like really trying to lose weight and I felt like I was doing everything right. And I still wasn't losing weight. And yeah, that is annoying. Mm-hmm. I was just having a conversation with my friend about this and I actually am in the process of researching. I just want to make sure that we have someone on who really knows what they're talking about and really aligns with our message. Mm-hmm. And have a conversation because this is something that is kind of a mind fuck for me too, still, because it is like, how do you want to lose weight in a healthy way that doesn't feed into diet culture or just becoming obsessed with maybe working out or not? It's just so hard. And I know, and I honestly will tell you, I don't really fully grasp it. And which is why a book I'm reading right now is The Fuck It Diet, which I would really recommend. I'm learning a lot. I would love to have her on the podcast. Yeah, me too. We've slid in her DMs. Well, we're working on it. Um, I think what helps too with, for me, for example, and I was, so I was at the hot springs the other day in Colorado and I was sitting next to this group of like old women who were there as friends. It was like, they were so sweet. 
they were having conversations. It's just funny how your conversations change with your girlfriends as you like change ages. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about how like to get up, they have to like roll over. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is get on their knees and like fucking sometimes they're like like they can't get up. And I was just listening to them and I just was like, and I'm not trying to use this as like a I'm just like, wow. Like I honestly feel so blessed right now that I can move and go yes. to the gym. And like I think that's something like it's so messed up that like we have been told our entire lives that we go to the gym or we work out where we move just to lose weight. So it gets frustrating when you're doing that. And I understand if that's your goal too, but I think it's important to remember all the other incredible reasons why we move so we can run around with our kids one day so that we can be part of their lives so that we can go on hikes, travel and see things without worrying about our knees given, you know what I mean? Like, and the same thing with diet and nutrition, like, yeah, you're eating healthy. Like it's not just to lose weight. Like when I eat healthy, my brain feels clearer. My body feels better. Like I feel lighter in my step. Like I have more energy. Um, so I do think like thinking about all those other things are just so important. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And especially with the nutrition is like a new thing. Like I, and it's because we've been taught, like, I remember my mom used to always buy those like hundred calorie packs Mm -hmm. and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to have this. It's like under, you know what I mean? But it's like, I could have a different option that's actually going to nourish add your to body, my health, <laughs> nourish me, not just eat it because it's a hundred calories. Right. That's why I hate diets like weight, <sighs> like Weight Watchers, or it's for instance, so messed up. Like that. Gosh, Steve can go on and on about this, um, because he helps. He's a trainer and nutritionist, right? So he helps people lose weight all the time. And there's like different ways to go about it. And not everybody's different. So what works for one person just doesn't work for another person. Um, But 100%, like if you're having like a hundred calorie, like brownie bite versus like a chicken breast, like there's completely different nutrition. Like, and we're just not taught. We're not taught that at all. You just see like the caloric number, which is terrible that we're, that's how we were raised. Yeah. So that's not a you thing, but I, I do, I see you. I think it, I understand that is frustrating if that is the goal, but just try and think about all the other benefits that are adding to your life. Yeah. And I really would suggest reading this book, The Fuck It Diet, if you haven't yet. It's very enlightening and has really helped me see how we do live in a weight loss obsessed society and like why we think the way we do about so many things. It's, it's really interesting. Okay. So I highly recommend I'm going to, I'm going to read that too. Okay. Wait. Oh my God. I'm not reading. I'm listening to it, but I I always say that. And I was like, but like, I, I should have made that my, what I'm obsessed with. And it's really funny because I was just going to ask you and I was like, no, don't even bring it up. No, because I meant to DM you about it. Anyway, long story short, Christina thinks if you listen to a book, you're not reading it, but it's still a book. So it's like second nature for me to say, read it when I'm listening to it, but I'm still taking in the knowledge. Anyway, I don't think there's anything wrong with listening to a book. Like, I think that's great. I think you can absorb the same amount of knowledge. I think sometimes it takes just as long, if not longer, depending on like how you read or whatnot. I just think that it's like it's a different act. You know what I mean? It is a different act. And like, you can listen to a book while you're in your car or while you're washing the dishes and stuff like that. So like when people say to me like, Oh, I read five books a month. I'm like, Holy fuck. That's insane. And and then I find out they're listening to five books a month to me personally. I want to know who told you they're reading five books a month. A lot of people. I'm just (laughs) using that as an example. You know what I mean? But anyways, anyway, that's just another story. We're we're off track here. Okay. Um, Okay. 
How do you handle a situation where you're feeling confident in your skin while out and about and then someone snaps photos or videos of you that you hate and make you question if you really should be feeling good? Love the podcast. Listen to every episode. Oh my God. Thanks, girl. Yay, thank you. Okay. You have to laugh at yourself personally. That's how Literally. I see it. Literally. We all take bad photos. We all have our bad fucking angles and like, that sucks, but you just have to laugh and be like, oh my gosh. And zoom in on your face or zoom in on your body and be like, this is my best angle, obviously. And just joke around about it. Yes. I also think like I saw this TikTok that was so good. It was basically like, you know, when you're at the beach and you see the sunset and you are just like, wow, this is the most incredible sunset. It is stunning. And then you take out your phone to get a picture of it and it doesn't capture any of it. It doesn't capture it. You're looking at your phone and you're thinking like, this is not what I'm looking at. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is so 100 it it relates so well like you as a person to think that the beauty of you in real life could be captured in an image it just doesn't it doesn't always translate it doesn't always like and taking good picture honestly it's hard it's hard it's all about that lighting and like christine and i for example we know how we feel best how to pose whatever like i just posted a carousel of like my friends were taking so many photos of me on my birthday weekend some of these photos, I can't even tell you. I looked so bad. And it was funny. Like, we, it, it's just, honestly, for one good photo, there's probably 25 that you look jacked. 100%. I mean, like, Ray and I, exactly what she said when we take photos, like, for Instagram <laughs> and stuff like that. We literally take hundreds of photos and choose yeah. one photo. Yeah. So, if, like, you just took a group photo and you don't like the way you look and they took one fucking photo, like... It's not you. It's not you. It is not you. So, don't even worry about it. Honestly, you just have to laugh about yeah. it. Yeah. Don't let that ruin how you're feeling because if you feel good and you think you look good and you're out and about, then that is the energy that you need. 100%. Um, okay. This is going to be our last question. What do you consider cheating? <sighs> This isn't an advice. It's just a question I received <laughs> now that I'm saying it out loud. But this I think is it is advice. really interesting. I'm um, going to assume this person is either feeling guilty or feeling like okay. they're catching someone cheating. I'm going to ask them a series of questions and we're both going to respond. Okay. Is watching porn cheating? Yes or no? No. No, I agree. Is flirting with other girls or men in our case. Or, or men. Flirting with other people. Okay. Or men or women. Yeah. Cheating. No. No. Is hanging out one-on-one with the opposite sex cheating? Does your partner not know about it? Maybe. Maybe they don't know, but nothing physical happened. No. This is where I think it gets gray. If you're lying about something. Yeah. If you're lying. I don't think that's true. I do think though, you can have emotional cheating and physical and physical cheating. 100%. If you have like, if, if, if someone is texting and talking and if they say nothing physical has happened, nothing physical has happened, but you are emotionally pouring into each other. Mm -hmm. I do think that's emotional cheating. What if you're not emotionally pouring in, but you're definitely like hardcore flirting yeah, I kind of think that's like, uh, it's like teetering on the edge. I want to be like, he's cheating or she's cheating, but it's like, uh, they're toeing the line. Yeah, definitely. And it's like, it's only a matter of time till something else happens. Mm-hmm. 
And then you have like cheating is, I mean, cheating, cheating, like physically cheating. Yeah. I almost sometimes feel like physically cheating, like emotionally cheating can be worse than physically cheating. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. Depending on the situation, obviously, but um, very curious to know why this person's asking. I know. I feel like something's happening in their life. And I know. they're like, am I being crazy? <laughs> no, you're not. Or maybe you are. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, but that's it for today, you guys. We'll save some of the ones we didn't get to. We'll do this again. Um, and, we'll con- and if we don't, yeah, just keep sending them in for our Ask Away with Ray and Kay. Yes. Uh, thanks, everyone. We love you so much. Wait, before we exit, let's see if Brad messages you. Oh, my gosh, I'm so nervous. Wait, you're freaking me out. Go faster. Did he? No. Oh. Okay, you just said no response. Don't Has he think seen he's it? seen it. Has not seen it. What would I almost say? What, are you going to cook me? <laughs> what are you going to cook me? What are you cooking me? You said, what are you cooking me? Anyway. Oh my right. gosh. Stay tuned. Next week, we will let you know if Brad answers we'll or not. We'll have an update. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes on our website, theconfidentcollective.com and find us on Instagram at Confident Collective. And if you really loved what you heard, screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it in your stories and don't forget to tag us.